the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Sadness, sorrow, depression. It affects us all from time to time, and it's usually contingent on external sources bearing down upon our hearts and minds. So how do we overcome it? We've got some answers for you today on Abounding Grace. Join us. Welcome to Abounding Grace, the ministry of Reformed Heritage Church in San Jose. Our teacher and pastor, Gary Wagner, continues with our series on depression today. We're in Luke chapter 5, looking at verses 33 through 39. Some answers to sorrow and depression can be found here. And if we apply the balm of Gilead, we come away with joy unspeakable. It's an encouraging word that we have for you today. Please join us. Here now with this edition of Abounding Grace is Pastor Gary Wagner. Judas saith unto him, Not Iscariot, Lord, how is it that thou wilt manifest thyself to us and not unto the world? And Jesus answered and said unto him, If a man loveth me, he will keep my words, and my Father will love him, and we will come unto him and make our abode with him. He that loveth me not keepeth not my sayings, and the word which you hear is not mine, but the Father's which sent me. These things have I spoken unto you, being not present with you, but the Comforter, which is the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name. He shall teach you all things, and bring all things to your remembrance, whatsoever I have said unto you. Peace I leave with you, my peace I give unto you, not as the world giveth, give I unto you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. Ye have heard how I said unto you, I go away and come again unto you. If you loved me, you would rejoice, because I said, I go unto the Father, for my Father is greater than I. Those are words that should thrill a Christian's heart, beloved. Words that should overwhelm him. Words that you should go back to time after time because they tell us about the Holy Spirit bringing the presence of the living Christ into the life of his church from the day of Pentecost on. He says, I left you for a while. Before that, you rejoiced with me as as a bridegroom's attendance with the bridegroom. My violent death took place and we were separated. I ascended physically to God's right hand, but now that my Holy Spirit has come, I have been brought infinitely closer to you. Brought you infinitely closer to me in a relationship the likes of which nothing can compare. Beloved, the time of weeping is over. The era of true rejoicing has begun. This is not a time today for fasting. This is not a time for us to be depressed. This is not a time for gloomy, dry, and dead, long faces. This is a time for joy. 
Because you and I, sinful believers that we are, are in Christ and have the awesome, the infinite privilege of enjoying supernatural union and communion with Christ in His very presence every day of our lives. Not just when you come to church, but every day. Now, if I may, let me make one correction in Roman Catholicism. Roman Catholicism still requires regular times of fasting for their members. Because according to their doctrine, this time in which the bridegroom is absent includes the entire time period from his arrest until his coming again at the end of the world when he will then come back to be with his church physically. Therefore, since Christ is absent from his church and will continue to be absent until he comes again physically at the end of time, this is a time then for fasting, a time for solemnity. But you see what John 14 tells us? Christ isn't absent from his church. Christ is present with us more deeply and more personally than he ever was the day before Pentecost when the Holy Spirit of God was brought upon us. Beloved, we are not orphans. We are not left to ourselves in this world. Sometimes we may think we stand alone and there is no one else who seems to stand with us. Sometimes we think that no one really wants to understand us when we're ostracized and ridiculed and discredited and made fun of. So we feel somewhat depressed and, and lonely. And sometimes because of all the pressures of the battles we have to face, the pressures of temptation, the pressures of our life, the pressures of criticism from without, the pressure of Christians turning their backs on us and walking off the battlefield because they're tired and they want to walk away. It's times like that that we need the encouragement that the conscious knowledge of the presence of Christ can give us. It must be something That's on our mind constantly. God is with us always. You see, it really doesn't matter what happens to you in this life. Times of grief will come. Times of heartache. Times of pain. Times of anguish and times of agony. All these things will come into your life. But nothing that ever happens to you needs to ever interrupt your joy. Because you are conscious that you live in the presence of Christ. He never leaves you. He never forsakes you. And without that consciousness of his presence and the joy of being in his presence, that only a true Christian knows, when the various pressures and heartaches and agonies of life come to you, there'll be be nothing to hold you up. When the temptations come to you to fall away, there is nothing to keep you from falling away. Now the Bible has a great deal to say about joy. And I would encourage you to get a concordance and look up all the references to joy and rejoicing in the Bible. Trust me, it's a thrilling study. But let me just give you a few examples that you'll find. The Bible teaches that God rejoices in himself. 
God enjoys deep, intimate fellowship in His own presence. God rejoices in everything He does. God has joy in His people. And as far as His people are concerned, God is the object of their highest joy. And then I can't resist this verse. Read earlier, Psalm 1611, speaking to the Lord, the psalmist says, Thou wilt make known to me the path of life. In my presence is fullness of joy. And in my right hand there are pleasures forevermore. And you say, boy, I can hardly wait to go to heaven when I die so I can be in God's presence and experience fullness of joy. Beloved, you are in God's presence. You don't have to wait until you die and go to heaven to be in God's presence. You are in God's presence now. Do you feel the fullness of joy? What is it that gives you the greatest delight in your life? Of all the things you do, what do you enjoy the most? Eating, drinking, partying, kissing, working, sleeping, studying, shopping, watching sports. What is it? What is it that gives you the most pleasure in the whole world? For a member of the kingdom of Christ, it is one thing. As much as he enjoys all these other things, that which gives him the most pleasure is the conscious awareness that he lives in the presence of the living, rejoicing Christ. And the very thought of it, and the singing of praise because of it, and sitting under the preaching of the word of God in order to learn more of it, sets his soul on fire with praise and gratitude. Is that you, beloved? Joy, the primary object of a Christian's joy, is God alone. A Christian rejoices, says the psalmist, in all of God's perfections, not just some of them. He doesn't just rejoice in the fact that God is love and that He is strength, but He rejoices that God is holy and that God is just. A Christian experiences joy in the salvation he has in Christ. He even experiences joy at the thought of God's law. Can you believe that? Psalm 1, His delight is in the law of God and in His law He meditates day and night. He, he doesn't read the law of God and say, how can we get out of this one? This is so contradictory to our culture. It, it seems so unjust. But this, this, of course, must have applied only to the Jews. This has got to be far for another dispensation. Is that the way a real Christian reads the law of God? A real Christian delights he finds joy in the gospel and even finds joy in the laws of God. A Christian even finds joy in God's judgment pronounced upon his life and in the lives of others because he knows it is for his good. The joy that the ex Christian experiences in the good news of Christ, the gospel, is summarized throughout the book of Luke. And yes, he even looks forward to the consummation of his life at death, because in death there is also the consummation of joy. 
And he will heal his master, in whose presence he has lived all his life, but whom he has never seen with his eyes say, Well done, my good and faithful servant. Enter into the joy of your Lord. Everything about the Christian life is one of joy. And joy for a Christian is a life that is constant. It is imperfect and it can be interrupted, but it is constant. It can be restored and increased. The men of the world and believers know nothing about the joy we have, beloved. In fact, it is described in 1 Peter as joy unspeakable that is full of glory. That joy cannot be lost. And it cannot be taken away because it is rooted in the awareness of the real presence of the living Christ in our lives. As long as the bridegroom is with us, we have reason to rejoice no matter what else happens to us. Christ's presence is with us. We can trust His sovereign control. We can enjoy consciousness of His love for us. We can joyfully submit ourselves to His revealed will. We can be full of gratitude for the salvation we have from Him. And no matter what anyone does to us, no matter what other experiences we have, there will always be that joy in knowing that we live in the presence of Jesus. And you know, When you have this joy, it is something deeper and more profound and more consuming than some bubbly little happiness. You know, some Christians just seem to bubble. I remember catching some televangelists on TV when I was a teenager and thinking those people are just too bubbly. It seems phony to me. And it probably was. Because, beloved, that is not what our joy is, bubbly. Sometimes tears will stream down your face. But you know, someone with joy cries differently than someone who has no joy. When a loved one dies unexpectedly, the non-Christian is broken and many times cannot be consoled. The Christian's heart is broken. But there is still joy because he lives in the presence of a just God who does all things good for those who love him. Some of you may know of Augusta Jane Evans, a a woman who truly knew Christian joy. And she said in one of her brilliant novels concerning a broken, grief-stricken, inconsolable, young, non-Christian woman that she, quote, never learned that standing close to the hand that holds the rod, that the blow is lightened. She never learned that standing close to the hand that holds the rod, that the blow is lightened. If someone is hitting you with a stick and you're standing at arm's length from him, he will be able to beat you all day long, beloved. But if you draw in real close to him, as close to him as you can, then his arms will be flailing all beyond you. Get in close to that hand with the rod, and the blow will be light. That advice was written by a woman who understands 
what it is to live as close as you can in the presence of God. When you are conscious of Christ's presence and you rejoice in that presence, there will be constant contentment with God's will for your life. Turn to Philippians 4. Constant contentment that has always been a rare thing among confessing Christians. In fact, the best book I know of on the subject of contentment was written 350 years ago. And even then, the title of the book is The Rare Jewel of Christian Contentment. And it is rare because people do not know what this joy is. For them, the highest joy in their life is not living in the presence of God. But beloved, when that becomes their highest joy, they will be content. Philippians 4.4 Rejoice in the Lord always. And again I say rejoice. Let your moderation, quiet spirit be known unto all men. The Lord is at hand. Be careful or anxious for nothing. But in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be known unto God. Beloved, don't worry about anything. Don't worry about a thing. And the peace of God which passeth all understanding shall keep your hearts and minds through Jesus Christ. Verse 11. Not that I speak in respect of want, for I have learned in whatsoever state I am, therefore to be content. I know both how to be abased and I know how to abound. Everywhere in all things I am instructed to be full and to be hungry, to abound and to suffer need. I can do all things through Christ which strengtheneth me. Now those words written by a man in jail for simply preaching the gospel revealed that that man who wrote them, of course, Paul knew what it was to live with joy in the presence of Christ. In fact, when you enjoy Christ's presence and you live for Him and seek to worship Him, all of your life becomes a wedding festival. You see, that's the point of this parable. What was the context? It was a wedding banquet. And for those who are members of the kingdom of God, all of their life is a wedding banquet. All of life is is like a comedy. Did you know the difference between a tragedy and a comedy? In a tragedy, the hero starts out good and he ends up in terrible condition. Starts out happy and he ends up sad. Now this is, of course, simplified, beloved. In a comedy, the hero starts out sad and ends up happy. Starts out poor and he ends up rich. Starts out rejected and ends up vindicated. All of life is a celebration. All of life is a wedding feast for what Christ has done for us. All of life is a comedy because for the child of God, all of life and everything that happens in life has happy endings. How do you get this joy then? Without it, life is just not worth living. Without it, you can't understand why people kill themselves and throw their lives away in drugs and alcohol. How do you get this joy that comes from knowing Christ and being in His presence? Well, John 15 tells us how. Turn to John 15. Now, I'm not going to paraphrase any of this because it is so important 
and so clear. First of all, verse 11 tells us that these words were written so that we can have joy and not be sad and depressed all the time. Verse 11. These things have I spoken unto you that my joy might remain in you and that your joy might be full. Now, how can you have God's joy in you? How can you have your joy being made full? Well, that's why the previous 10 verses were written. Look, if you will, at John chapter 15. And we'll read verses 1 through 11. I am the true vine, and my father is the husbandman. Every branch in me that beareth not fruit, he taketh away, and every branch that beareth fruit, he purgeth it, that it may bring forth more fruit. Now you are clean through the word which I have spoken unto you. Abide in me, and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit of itself, except it abide in the vine, no more can ye, except ye abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. He that abideth in me, and I in him, the same bringeth forth much fruit. For without me you can do nothing. If a man abide not in me, he is cast forth as a branch, and is withered. And men gather them, and cast them into the fire, and they are burned. If ye abide in me, and my words abide in you, ye shall ask what ye will, and it shall be done unto you. Herein is my Father glorified, that you bear much fruit, so shall you be my disciples. As the Father hath loved me, so I have loved you. Continue ye in my love. If you keep my commandments, you shall abide in my love, even if I have kept my Father. Father's commandments and abide in his love. These things I have spoken unto you that my joy might remain in you and that your joy might be full. Do you have God's love or joy in you? Do you want to have joy made full in your life? Get Christ and abide in him. Receive him as your Lord and Savior. Repent of your sins and then live in him. Make your home in him as he makes his home in you. Make your home in his word as he makes his word home in your life. Pray to him. Worship him. Talk to Him throughout the day. Obey Him. Study His Word. He said, you are not my friend unless you obey my commandments. Get Christ and live in Him every day. That's how you get joy. There is no other way. There are no shortcuts, beloved. The Bible also tells us in 2 Corinthians that Christ brings and maintains joy in our lives through the preached word. Look at 2 Corinthians 1.24. Now, beloved, this is actually a great verse that I just recently saw the point of. Verse 24, speaking of himself as a preacher of the gospel to the Corinthians, Paul says... Not that we lord it over your faith, but we are workers with you for your joy in order that in your faith you stand firm. Now what do those words mean? Paul is saying that what my preaching is to accomplish in your life is to bring God's joy into your life and to cause your joy to be full. So do you want joy? Do you have joy, beloved? Joy comes when you abide in Jesus, when you live totally for His glory. It comes when you live to fulfill His law, word in your life and in the culture. 
God's joy comes into your heart and is made full through the preaching of the Word of God. And if you want that joy, now listen, avoid any place, any person, any book, any activity, any music, any movie, any TV program that hampers that joy and separates you from God. Amen. Well, this has been Abounding Grace with our teacher and pastor, Gary Wagner. The ministry of Reformed Heritage Church here in San Jose. As always, it's a delight spending time with you here in God's Word. And if today's program has been especially helpful to you, we'd love to hear about it. Would you take a moment and contact us? Let us know how the program is encouraging you in Christ. It would mean a great deal to us. From time to time, we'd like to know how the program is being used by God. And that would be a great gauge for us. A quick letter or a phone call. Here's how to contact us, 408-866-5607. That's our phone number, 408-866-5607. Or you can write to us at PMB, that's PMB number 402-1484 Pollard Road. Los Gatos, California. The zip code is 95032. Again, that's PMB for post mailbox, number 402-1484 Pollard Road. Los Gatos, California, 95032 is the zip code. If you'd like to know more about Reformed Heritage Church of San Jose or Pastor Gary Wagner and Abounding Grace, you can visit our website, reformedheritage.org. That's reformedheritage.org. And leave us an email when you stop by. Let us know you paid us a visit. You're also welcome to, again, call. That phone number is 408-866-5607. If you'd like a copy of today's program, by the way, mention today's date when you contact us, and we'll get a copy out to you. The cost is $5, and any amount you send above and beyond cost of resource materials will go right back into the radio program, as this is a listener-supported ministry. We're able to continue our daily presence here on this station as you continue to support us financially and prayerfully. We appreciate your help in this endeavor. Thank you again. For further information, reformedheritage.org or 408-866-5607. Until next time, God bless. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.